Welcome to Empower Half an Hour, a mental health podcast that brings firsthand interviews and testimonies to you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Empower Half an Hour. My name is Brandon Spatz, and I'm your host. Today, we have Ryan Smith. Ryan works at Magnolia Clubhouse in Cleveland, Ohio, which is a part of the worldwide organization Clubhouse International. Ryan has worked as a Clubhouse generalist at Magnolia Clubhouse since 2013 and celebrates his 10-year anniversary next month. He has been working in the mental health field since 2006. In the past, Ryan has worked as a co-facilitator in the group therapy at Belfair JCB, working with children. Ryan is a graduate from the Ohio Media School. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you, Brandon, for having me on your your podcast. Um, You guys are doing amazing, amazing work with this podcast, and I'm really excited for our Clubhouse uh, community uh, to do more and more uh, of this type of um, uh, media. And uh, so, yeah, great job to you guys. Absolutely. it's uh, really means a lot to me, you putting that out there. Um, so just a reminder for our viewers, um, a couple episodes ago on episode four, we had Jack Yatsko, um, the COO of the organization Clubhouse International. And um we wanted to kind of have a um, clubhouse generalist, um, you know, front lines of each clubhouse uh, come on the podcast and really share what it's like to be a generalist and all the things that they get involved with. Um, so we're happy to have you here. And um, if you could describe actually what a clubhouse generalist is and some of the responsibilities you have, you know, as, as a generalist. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, The clubhouse model itself is quite a unique model, unlike anything else um, that I've experienced um, in my mental health walk. And so coming here to Magnolia Clubhouse, the generalist role, uh, the way I see it, number one, my number one um, um, just thing that I have to do is engaging the members. And so as long as I am engaging and interacting with those coming here uh, to the clubhouse, I'm doing my job as, as a, a generalist and as a clubhouse staff, but the generalist role um, pretty much keeps a pretty basic uh, look at our job here at the clubhouse. We don't have specific uh, things that we, we do it as, let's say as an example in another agency, you may have somebody that is specifically dealing with uh, uh, employment or somebody who may be dealing with uh, maybe education at Clubhouse, all of those jobs are shared between all of the staff to kind of help our members get whatever needs um, met that they need. So you're kind of like a Swiss Army knife. You, you got to know a little bit about everything. Obviously, sometimes there are people who have a little more knowledge in different avenues, but we all pull that information together as a community um, and work together. So jack of all trades, to, to say the least. <laughs> jack of all trades. You got it. <laughs> 
So one of the big things is uh, with Clubhouse is, is working side by side. Um, what are your interactions like with your your day to day basis uh, as a generalist? Yeah, the side by side is the real joy of this job. Um, uh, in the mental health field, I think a lot of different interactions that people have at other agencies. Uh, the staff is in control and the staff kind of dictates what happens to you. And so sometimes uh, in people's treatment, they kind of feel like they're just a passenger um, in that process. At Clubhouse, it literally is a side-by-side proposition here where you are involved in your recovery, you're involved in, you know, everything that happens. So there isn't much that I do here at Clubhouse that I don't have somebody next to me. Um, from doing our our, our uh, TV broadcasts, which we'll get into later, but even you know cleaning the bathrooms, making sure we're neating it up, the unit space. Um, if I have important phone calls and stuff uh, to make, a lot of times members are involved in everything. So that side by side, I think, really helps people feel that they are important and they are needed. Um, on Clubhouse, the staff is kept small so that the member role is very much needed. Um, so that, yeah, everybody has to participate to get the job done. And just that level of satisfaction is there for everyone participating. So really empowering the members and getting, you know, getting your hands dirty sometimes, uh, so to speak. Um, sure. Being that you've been there uh, here 10 years next month, what is um, some of the, the really amazing parts of it? Like as, as Tarim says, getting to know the members. I mean, 10 years is is quite a while and with Clubhouse, we get new members, you know, sometimes daily. Um, so what, what's that like for you? Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, it keeps me on my toes because um, it's an ongoing education, per se, to the work and how the Clubhouse works. So like you mentioned, I've got members who have been here with me for a long time and then people who are brand new. And so I think having brand new people always come in keeps you kind of fresh and on your toes to the work that you do on the unit. And so for us, I love uh, specifically in our, our, our media department, watching somebody come in with really low self-esteem and feeling like, hey, this is too big for me. You know, technology's over my head. I can't do this. And then working with that person, uh, staff and peers together in a community, helping them gain the confidence to complete daily tasks. And then watching somebody's like, I can never do this to you know, a couple months down the road, teaching somebody else how to perform the task in our unit has been really good for me. And then also my long-term members who have been with me as well, you know, I'm here a lot. So even more so than with my family, you know, we all have our families we go home to, but these are my colleagues. Every day we have, I've shared um, successes with my members. I've even been here when we've had parents passing. And so we just live life together. And I wouldn't change anything about it. I love that aspect of the clubhouse that we're allowed to share um, our lives together. My kids have been up here for social activities that I've done, like holidays. They love the clubhouse just as much as me. So I hope that's that a, answers the question. Oh, yeah. That's amazing, though, because just the you know, the family um, atmosphere of, it creates. It's it's Some jobs are not like that, especially if you look at clinical jobs uh, in mental health. It's it's very much so you go in, you see the client, you know, and, and it's it's done until your next appointment. But Clubhouse is all new ballgame with that. Yeah, and I and I think you, you hit on an interesting point there, too, in terms of appointments. You go in, you leave. 
Well, Clubhouse, you can come as much as you want. So in some cases, it's a daily uh, relationship that we have. And I think that goes so much further than, you know, the regular, hey, I come in and see you. you we talk for a couple hours and then we're gone. So, uh, yeah. Definitely. Now, having the Clubhouse generalist, uh, generalist job, um, how does that differ from other mental health jobs? I know we touched a little bit on there, but uh, what are some major differences um, that you can think of? Yeah. It, okay. So I was thinking about that a lot because that is an interesting question. So my background, again, I did group therapy um, with adolescents and young adults. So my background was a little bit different than a typical case manager, yet some of those responsibilities are always part of the job, no matter where you're at in the mental health field. But I would say, number one, to clarify, the clubhouse is a non-clinical model. And so that uh, dynamic changes things a little bit. Um, I think one of the big differences are, and again, we do we do have clinical stuff that we do here, but it primarily isn't that type of model. When you're in a more clinical model, I feel like sometimes the paperwork and all the stuff for the treatment doesn't get in the way, but it becomes the focus sometimes. Mm-hmm. And for us at the clubhouse, the focus is more on the individual, more on some of the other needs that they have. So uh, one of the things in Clubhouse is you're not your mental illness. So I'm not walking in. I'm like, oh, he's a schizophrenic or, you know, whatever. You're not that. To me, whoever you are, we treat you when you come in um, as a person first. And then the therapy and everything happens as we build a relationship. So in, in a simple way, I think Clubhouse is more relationship-oriented in treatment versus, you know, more of a clinical treatment Um that that people can get other places. So I, I'm a very relational person. I think you almost have to be to work at a clubhouse. And that is the basis for all of the recovery here. And um, another thing I think is choice. Choice is a big part of the, the clubhouse model. When members come in the door, they choose who they want to work with. They choose the type of work that they want to do. You know, choice is such a big thing. And sometimes when we get people from other uh, mental health agencies, it's a hard thing to re-empower somebody with truth because some people have been used to being prescribed and told what to do everywhere, that when they're given the opportunity to have a choice, it's very difficult to kind of break that mold. So um, choice and, and um, building things on a relationship, uh, a one-to-one relationship in some cases, um, I think is a big difference between us and some of the other models. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely a lot of a lot of people with uh, mental illness. You know, they when they go to the clinical side, uh, they feel like a number. They they don't feel like you know they're human anymore. They you know you wait in a waiting room, you you see your doctor, and then you wait at the desk again to get your next appointment. And just reintroducing a, a person when they come to the clubhouse, just you empower them as much as possible. And then also, you know, you, you find their skills, you find, you know, you, you get to know them past that, uh, you know, clinical side where you're, you only talk about certain types of things. You you can ask them questions that are, you know, otherwise at times off limits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of John Doe being known for, you know, whatever sickness, I know him as a photographer who likes music, you know, and, and all these other good things about the person. So, 
exactly we're people you know people meet people and have relationships and you know that's how we grow as people so yeah definitely um now now you've been there for 10 years um what unit did you start in and then where are you now um you know over the years have how have you changed yeah so um my journey to clubhouse it was interesting my brother was actually working here at the clubhouse before I started. So, and I had no knowledge of what this is. I think that's one of the big things in Clubhouse is kind of understanding what a Clubhouse is because there's no frame of reference. So I came based on his recommendation um, to the Clubhouse and I initially started on our our membership unit um, where we do enrollments, uh, we track uh, our members and a lot of stuff with the, the membership process here. But very quickly, I changed units because one of the things I was actually in school at at the media school while I was uh, transitioning over to the clubhouse. Clubhouse was a daytime job. I left a night uh, job to come here so that I could go to school. And so uh, my media skills, once I got here, my brother left because he was running the media department (laughs) and I got to move up and I've been there ever since. So I was probably in another unit for maybe a month or two. And then I graduated up to the um, the communications unit where I work now, and, and I'm loving every minute of it, man. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of uh, you know, cool changes that can happen at Clubhouse, and you know, especially how it doesn't just empower the the members, the staff members too. You know, it's um, being that you were in school, you got you got to carry that over. You know, you had that that uh original uh job but they they wanted to work with you and get you to where you needed to be (laughs) yeah that's right it you know what sometimes (laughs) things just align you know i i believe that god has a purpose for each one of us and for me i could not have (laughs) orchestrated things in this way in a more perfect way so i really feel blessed to be here um and blessed to be a part of this because it just kind of happened to work out for me in all the right ways i like people and I like technology, and here I've been able to marry them um, and teach other people how to, you know, improve their skills in this as well. That's incredible that, yeah, you've you've had so so many experiences in a job. You know, sometimes jobs can be, you know, just a paycheck. And finding that uh, that even mix of, you know, uh, you get the, the money, but you also get those incredible experiences as well. Absolutely. Uh, so talk about some of your projects um, for the the media unit that you're in um, and then how you were able to grow them to become successful. Yeah. So um, when I first got here, Magnolia Clubhouse um, has been around since um, it was in 1961. It was Hill House. And so we've been doing psychosocial rehabilitation for a long time, but it officially became a clubhouse, Magnolia Clubhouse in 2004. And so I was lucky when I got here that a lot of the original staff that uh, Magnolia to their first accreditation were still here. So the communications unit when I began was a very small uh, unit. It was just me with two other staff with other functions um, and a bunch of members who wanted to come in and work. So over the years, as people have retired, um, the unit has grown. And uh, one of the important things is media has become important to this community, which I think it's something we all who like media uh, in order to get it part of your clubhouse, you know, getting the other people, staff members to understand the importance of it is a big thing to growing it because you can't grow it just on your own. It takes the whole community. 
So as the, the landscape changed, um, there was more of a more of an emphasis on media. So where we're at right now is we've got a, a unit with three three staff, and we have grown uh, so that we have an entire floor dedicated to um, number one. Our, our our bread and butter is our our weekly news pro or a program, which we changed during COVID. It was every day, and now we do it once uh, a week. Um, we're really moving into social media right now and trying to learn how to grow that. Um, and then, um, you know, we've also got some ideas of a podcast that that possibly will be coming to our our clubhouse as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on here, but I've watched this unit really grow and seen Magnolia um, from the top down to the bottom, really understand the importance of having media at the clubhouse. Absolutely. Now, you have the, I know one of your main uh, channels for the newscasts is, is YouTube. Can you uh, tell what uh, the name of that YouTube channel is? That way, if any of you want to check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that, Brandon. Um, yeah, ours is very simple. It's just Magnolia Clubhouse. So when you go there, you'll see just our logo. It's a house with a, a M for Magnolia. Um, and it's, it, we make it pretty simple so people can can go there. But yeah, that channel um has grown obviously in the youtube channel you want lots of content on there so that you get a lot of viewership and so we've done a good job especially during covid to make sure i think we're uh, i don't want to say this wrong but maybe around 100 150 or so episodes of our weekly news but we also use it um as a platform for advocacy uh when we have politicians come in we mm -hmm. record them and we put those on there um, we have been very fortunate that we've had a lot of local news stations come and do stories about us. So literally anything that we can do to get the word out about Magnolia Clubhouse and not just us. I, I want to make it clear, too, that we're not just promoting our individual clubhouse, but we're promoting Clubhouse um, International and all the accredited clubhouses as well. So we use that channel to put any content that can move that um, forward on onto our channel. Absolutely. And you know, the just the the movement of Clubhouse International, uh, all of the clubhouses may be, you know, smaller and just for their community, but we, we want to find that way where we can promote not just our clubhouse, uh, not just Miracle Clubhouse in my way, and then Magnolia Clubhouse on your way, but the whole bigger picture and getting that, you know, new clubhouses started. Um Tell yeah. me a little bit about uh, some of your your advocacy work um, that your unit does. Um, I know you talked about uh, state le um, state laws and then also um, the politicians in all different ways. Yeah, we are very active. And this is the cool thing about Clubhouse and, and all the moving pieces coming together. So our unit handles all of the media stuff, but our other unit handles a lot of the advocacy work. So them working together, they reach out to the person then they come in and we use all of our talents to get wh whoever they connected to out to the community. So recently, I can tell you, we've just had uh, Sherrod Brown visit the clubhouse. Um, and there was a roundtable discussion um, about the care response program, trying to get mental health um, professionals, peer support specialists, case managers or whatever to ride along with police officers so that in a mental health crisis, the police aren't left by themselves to handle this. And so we hosted a bunch of people here um, to discuss that. And so 
we took pictures. We got an interview with Sherrod Brown and put him on to our channel as well. And so on that, when you've got momentum like that, we reached out to a bunch of council people as well. So as much as we can, we are reaching out to those people, but we also want to make it beneficial to us. So when they come here, and this is with the media um, part of it, if we don't put it on Instagram or we don't put it on Twitter, it's almost like it doesn't exist. So we are very strategic in trying to document that and then putting it out so our community can see it um, and trying to, in some ways, keep the movement going so that politicians who come um, know that we're going it, to, it's a relationship that we're now building with you. Exactly. You know, letting them know that if they need a favor, you know, you can do it and vice versa. And that really goes a long way. And just empowering your members, you know, to to advocate for themselves as well, because a lot of times with mental health, we can get stuck in ourselves when we're in the in the deep uh, parts of our, our disorders. And then when we get to clubhouse, you know, it's, it's, it's not time to be by yourself. It's time to grow and uh, reaching out as the bigger picture to, to make a change is, is a, a great way of doing that. Another cool success that we had, uh, not necessarily related to politicians, but just in the bigger sense of the community is um, a while ago, it was a real cool thing that we had one of the Cleveland Browns come to us um, and visit our clubhouse and make a donation and pretty much spend a whole morning with us here. And it was a lot of stuff that we worked on on our media unit. We we had reached out to this player. Um, and the cool thing about our media unit is we created a video that we sent to them, which our members were featured in their story and uh, wanted to share with him that he wasn't alone, you know, even as an athlete you know, with mental illness, this is, this is a bigger community. And so we did that. And when he came to the clubhouse, he said, man, I remember the video you guys sent me and he pointed out the members who were in that video. Um, and it was really cool because the media department directly had something to do. Now the whole clubhouse was part of it, but we played our little part. And then that interview also is on our YouTube channel as well. And it was really cool for us to see that, Hey, you know, there, there are other people too, whether you're you're rich or famous or you're not, everyone is affected by mental illness. And it was ecstatic when we had him come here to the clubhouse and everyone was really cool. So we were really proud of that. Um, and we'd like to have more stuff like that happen. But that was just one thing, too, that I just wanted to point out was a really cool victory for us here at Magnolia. That's incredible. That's really a good way of doing it. And you also, uh, like you said, it doesn't discriminate, you know, when, when you're talking about mental health, um, you know, if you're rich, you're poor, it, it, across the board, it can affect anyone. And building those relationships, having, uh, you know, the player come into your clubhouse and, you know, the members get to show it off a bit and be proud of what's theirs, you know. Absolutely. So that's, that's an incredible work. Um, so when we're talking about media, um, why why should the media be important to each clubhouse when you're when we're looking at the bigger picture and all the clubhouses in the world um why should media be focused on yeah excellent question brandon um yeah let me first define real quick what media is just so we're we're understanding so if you're pull up media the definition is the means of communication as radio tv newspaper magazines and the internet um that um, reach or influence people widely. 
So when you're you're talking about reaching people widely, that is kind of the society we live in right now. Media and the way that we use it here uh, with our TV, uh, YouTube is a, a direct way of doing that. I know in the past, newsletters have kind of been a way of doing things, but you have to adapt with the times. And right now, um, I don't know about you guys in Dayton, but we're still trying to become more known here in the community um, for Magnolia Clubhouse. And so I think it's very important to utilize the tools that we have. And quite honestly, nowadays, if you don't have a presence in social media or online, you're you're kind of irrelevant um, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you know, you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you, you can go to hashtag Dunkin' Donuts or... <laughs> You know, exactly. it's all there. So I think it's a really good thing for clubhouses to embrace that and figure out, like you guys are doing with your podcast, how to not just do it, but do it excellent so that you can maximize these tools um, in, in the public. So, you know, that's kind of our passion on our unit. And uh, we also try and share with other clubhouses too how they can get strong because the more of us, out there sharing what we do the better it is and we all benefit from it absolutely and really the 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 first like step of knowing like with the media is knowing that you can make a big difference with one video one post you know it just it takes time and um i know instagram facebook um youtube they all have algorithms for their content how it's you know done so finding out what works uh hashtags have been something here at our clubhouse that we we are trying to figure out we're, we're trying to you know market it market it in the way um we had just released the video actually um that was a nice. uh instagram reel and we, we did it on two other platforms and we got like 600 views so quickly but you know other ones that you know other ones that we have we didn't put the certain hashtags on and it didn't get anything circulated. So, you know, you're finding out what works and how we can keep up with it because you're right. If you don't have something online, it's hard these days, you know, you you can only grow so much. And that's, that's something that we got to as a clubhouse community and in any sort of business, you know, not even just with clubhouse, you can learn about it from online. Yeah. And Brandon, it, it's it's interesting because one of the things some people might call us silly for this, but we we use any way that we can to to kind of get our name out there. So there's always everyone wants to have a viral video mm-hmm. and, it, you know, getting a viral video. Who knows? You know, it's it's an imperfect science, but we kind of use some of those things here. Number one, to have fun, but also a way to draw an audience who sometimes wouldn't know about us with hashtags and with uh, you know, different links to come to our channel. So we've done everything from the ice bucket challenge to uh, the mannequin challenge back in the day. And it's funny because we're starting to get good at it because we just did. I don't know if you're familiar with the Beyonce cuff it challenge or whatever. It's a little dance that everyone's doing. And we had a group of members here who were telling us for a while, God, we really want to do this. You should do it. And it, we dragged our feet for a while. And then we finally did it um, and put it up on our, our YouTube channel, we got a thousand views in like four days on this video. But, but and, and it was cool because other than it just being something fun to do, what our strategy is, is if we can get 
into something that's already being viewed by a bunch of other people and connect ours to it, even if it's only a handful, you're in an audience now where when they click on our video and our description and in all of our links, it's directly connected to Magnolia Clubhouse. So we tried to jump onto something going on and then maybe redirect them back to our cause and what we're passionate about. Great point there, you know, just getting in the viral trends and, and not only that, but some of those trends have in the past have been like you can nominate someone you know and that's a way to to get back uh getting the community involved um clubhouses are such great places of resources and uh you know you're right you, you mentioned earlier that sometimes we go under the radar for a while because we, we just people don't know we're we're in our community and doing things like that can really connect the community to clubhouse and introduce them and say hey we're here join us absolutely clubhouse around the world <laughs> definitely now uh with your media program what are some of your uh, future goals um looking at you know short term and long term both uh what what you want to do with it yeah well short term Again, it provides um, such a good opportunity for our members to come in on a daily basis and learn technology, learn how to um, work with uh, technology that the rest of the world is using. Uh, initially, when I first got here, the technology was, um, it was current, but a couple years back. And one of the things I appreciate about Clubhouse is that in some of our standards, we're always talking about making sure that um, what we're using is based on today's standards. And so one of the first transitions for us was kind of going from our old VHS tapes to a digital world. So now when members come in, what they are touching in our unit is relevant in anywhere. They could leave here and go somewhere else. And some of the skills that they pick up here are you know, very much transferable. Um, Long-term for us is always, I think, the same as most clubhouses, becoming more well-known in the community, um, which allows us to bring more resources to the clubhouse here, but also get our name out there that we are a viable uh, referral place for people who ha or have mental health issues. Um, and so, it, you know, I mentioned the Browns player, but we are always looking for other celebrities, other politicians, um, other people who have influence in the community outside of Clubhouse to partner with us. So I can't tell you exactly what that looks like or who we're targeting, but that is always a big goal. People need to know about us. We don't want to be the best kept secret anymore. We want to shout it out. The Clubhouse is here. And so that's one of our big goals. And so, um, yeah, we're always kind of working towards that. I believe as Jack says, it, uh, Jack Yatsko from our previous episode, it was, uh, we don't want to be the best kept secret anymore. We want to be the best known solution, you know, and, and that's yeah. so true because it's a movement. You know, we are definitely um, growing and each year um, there's there's more and more of a need um, and media can play such a big role in that. And it sounds like you have some things going Um uh, but totally understand if you can't say certain ones, but uh, that, I'm I'm excited to see where you're going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's it's a good thing too. You were talking about Jack, um, and it was amazing for him to be on your your podcast. But I think one thing we remind our members here too, and for your listening audience, is that the clubhouse movement is a worldwide 
wide movement. There are over 300 plus clubhouses around the world. And so this isn't, um, even if it's the first time you're hearing about it, there is a movement and there is a much bigger kind of, um, I don't know, a bi- it's a bigger organization. It, it, it's a worldwide uh, organization for people um, who are thinking maybe the clubhouse is just one small. There, yeah, there's over 300 of us, um, but still the work isn't done because we want everyone to know you know, who we are. Definitely. And I, for the uh, listeners out there right now that are kind of lost in the way, if, if you're looking for some more clarification, go to episode four with his, uh, we had Jack Yatsko you know, talking about um, how to start clubhouses, what the clubhouse is, and that can just serve as a wonderful introduction to you. And then come back to this episode, of course, and, and then maybe right. it may click a bit, but just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there for anyone that might be lost. With the clubhouse generalists, we've talked about how there's job responsibilities, how there's uh, it's different from other jobs. But what would be some advice that you would have to someone that finds a clubhouse and really wants to get on and become a generalist? What would be advice for getting them started or just anything that you may have? Yeah, well, the, the first thing and the first resource that you would have if you are interested in uh, becoming a clubhouse generalist or finding out more about us is uh, clubhouseinternational.org going to the website. There is a directory on the website uh, where you can search by location to even see if there is a clubhouse um, in your uh, area. And so I would recommend that you you check that out if you want to hear more about clubhouse. Um, but the other thing, and, and, and I guess... I guess I say that because the only real way for you to understand what a clubhouse is, is to kind of visit one. For me, there was a lot of information um, and a lot of talk about it from my, you know, my brother, my own family. And it did, I didn't quite, it didn't click for me because as human beings, we all want a frame of reference. So, oh, is it, is it like a drop-in center? Is it like this or is it like that? And there really isn't anything else like clubhouse. So my recommendation Go to the website, check out, see if there's one in your area. And if there is, you get down there as fast as you can and go on a tour. Clubhouses are open to people coming in and learning about us. And so that would be the first step. Um, And I can tell you, when I first walked into Magnolia Clubhouse, it was just different than anything else I had experienced. People were happy. There was a joyous uh, environment in here and it didn't seem like uh you know most mental health agencies i'd been to so for me initial or immediately it clicked i'm like something's different about this and it made you want to learn more so yeah find a clubhouse go on a tour if you if you don't have one in your area and you're on vacation somewhere see if there's one there but absolutely go in and uh you won't be disappointed just the the biggest thing there is is you know just see it just go in and we do judge, put judgments on things. And um, as as talked about in uh, the previous episode with Jack was that some people think it's, you know, high, low IQ versus high IQ or, and, and that's not, that's not a thing, you know, because everyone has their own attributes to when they come to clubhouse and we're also people in recovery. So, you know, like you said, it's it's having people happy there. If you go to a clinical place, it might not be that way because they're still in their illness and they're still consumed by it. 
and seeing people in recovery uh, is inspiring. And we all worked as a community to to make everyone else grow. So great advice um, for anyone looking into becoming a generalist and getting started. I really want to thank uh, Ryan Smith for for joining us today and taking time out of his day to to educate everyone a little bit on Clubhouse and Clubhouse International. Um, so if you want to know more about the podcast, go to Instagram under Empower Half an Hour. And as always, have a nice day, everyone. Thank you.